Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? I am your host, Kristen Sparks. I am the CEO and founder of Roar Inc. Voices Our Power, communications and connections company. I am a corporate and personal growth facilitator. I am an infinite possibilities and certified success principles trainer, currently working on my master certification for the success principles and my BVC coaching certification. I am a facilitator, author, speaker, and thought leader. I am a cancer, broken heart, body, and soul thriver. 2022 is a power year and all about living our best life. I may live with chronic pain, but I find joy in every day in the act of getting up and having a new day filled with infinite options, opportunities, and possibilities of success. Roar with Sparks, How Loud Is Your Roar is all about you. Come join the conversation as we gather weekly to share wisdom, insight, and value, learning from and giving to each other and our special guests, sending our vibration higher and charging each other up all while having fun. Can't wait to see you here. How loud is your roar? Welcome to Roar with Sparks. How loud is your roar? It is so good to hear and see everyone this week. I am so blessed to have this amazing shaman with me, Robin Cole. She is from New Mexico, correct? Santa Fe, New Mexico. What a beautiful, beautiful place. I haven't been there for so long. We traveled through kind of the outskirts of New Mexico, wanted to stay, but there was a really bad windstorm and we had a huge RV and we decided we better get going where we were going or we'd never make it. But uh, Robin has had 25 years in being a shaman and working in this realm of energy. And it is just amazing to be in her presence When I first met her, her energy just surrounded me with this beautiful, peaceful feeling. And I just knew that I needed to share this with my audience. And so welcome, Robin. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me on board. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 25 years of being a shaman, you're also a psychotherapist trained, certified, all those good things, as well as you are working within a private healing, energetic healing, which you do personally in person and on, I assume, Zoom. Yeah, that's just really amazing that you're able to be able to work with the energy that's around us in such a way that you can do it without being in the same physical room. How does that kind of work for you? Actually effortless. (laughs) You know, there's no time and space. It's just moving through the energetic field, the quantum field, to access another person's energy and uh, to give them the healing that they need. That's really incredible. I understand it as working with the prana and being able to manipulate how that energy feels to really physically be able to feel it between my hands, to be able to almost throw it around and and play with it. But not everybody really understands how we could reach another person 
through Zoom. I have heard so many people talk about how in this pandemic and the, the years that we were kind of isolated and alone, not being able to make any kind of real human interaction or connection with people through Zoom. And yet for me, Zoom became like the best thing about the pandemic. I made some amazing friends across the world being able to utilize Zoom. I want to share with my audience how your experience has been and really what it is that you're doing with the energy when you're talking to people and doing those types of healings. Well, for, when you mentioned Zoom, I can tell you that my guides have told me and throughout the COVID, my message to my clients and to the community was do not isolate. If we are in a lockdown, if you're not, if you have to social distancing, it's so important to stay connected. We have to be in community. We have to help take care of each other of extreme importance. And we all need to be doing our healing work. And that's another message that's been given to me by my guides is it's absolutely imperative for people to be digging down deep and clearing out the cobwebs and doing the healing work that's necessary to open ourselves up to these new frequencies, new vibrations, new energies that are coming into the planet to help humankind and the Mother Earth evolve and ascend to where we're meant to be. So it's a very exciting time on the planet, even though it is difficult. And when we look out, read the news and see what's happening, not only in our own backyard, but globally, it's not easy. But we have to trust that there is a grander intelligence at work here that's designed to help us evolve. And so I tell my clients that we are living in the most exciting time in the history of this planet, bar none. And it's the time that was prophesied thousands and thousands of years ago. We're on a trajectory, you know, a new one, an ending of a 26,000 year cycle, 26,000 years and the beginning of a whole new cycle so we're in a cleansing and purification period, and it's up to each one of us to dig deep and do the healing work. So it's no different than if you were to awaken one morning and say, I just feel like a new person. I don't like any of my wardrobe. First thing you would do is you would clean out the old in order to make space in your closet for the new. And the same thing is true in our bodies. If we have old anger, resentments, sorrow, grief, envy, jealousy, bitterness that is in the body and traumas. We have to clear those out if we want to make space for the new energies, the new frequencies of a higher vibration of love and abundance and equality and fairness and happiness and joy for everyone. But we have to clean out. And with all these light energies coming into the planet, it's causing the shadow to come up both individually and collectively. And the shadows coming up to be both revealed as well as healed and released. Oh, that is so beautiful. I, I tell you, I am just, I can feel it from the top of my head to the tip of my toes, that energy as you're speaking. For me, connection is my number one. Releasing the blame and the shame and the guilt and being able to fill our pockets and our souls with love, joy, and grace. That is my mission in this, this lifetime. And I 
so agree with you. Mother Earth is just saying, I've had enough and you're not listening. I've been telling you and telling you. And so instead of telling you, I'm just going to take care of it myself. And while it is very scary and I, you know, my heart goes out to the people who have lost through this. It is a time of cleansing and a time of, of releasing all of these things that we have held for so, so very long. And our souls desperately need to just drink in the love that's available to us through what I call the divine universe source. And I am so happy and grateful to be here right now and go through everything that I go through. Every challenge that comes up, I learn something new. And if we look at it that way versus looking at it that why me, instead looking at it, wow, what can I do that maybe is different today so that it's a better day for me or a better day for my neighbor? That's a great attitude to have and something that's key in what you just said is taking ownership and personal responsibility. 100%. Yeah, the blaming, it takes us out of a higher vibration. It puts people into a lower vibration and from that place, not going to be able to manifest or to heal from that low vibration. So there is personal ownership that we are creating in every single moment. And to ask the questions that you ask is right on target. Right? We really have such power in this body, this life, to have it be whatever it is that we choose for it to be. And every thought, every action is what is weaving this life that we're living. And when we're not taking responsibility for it, when we are blaming others or circumstances or the weather or whatever, we are changing what we really want or how we're manifesting what we really want. It, while it seems daunting sometimes when you step back and go, oh my goodness. But if you look at the very minutia of it, it's so beautiful in what I have the ability to truly bring into my life. And one of the, the laws of the universe that I'm working on right now is the law of allowing, you know? <laughs> You can have this law of attraction that everybody talks about. You know, that if I think about the things that I want, it's going to come to me. And that is very true. But there's this other law about just allowing life to happen as it should and not trying to push it. Yeah, you are so right in that uh, allowing is a key and critical word. A lot of times individuals may say, I want to have the perfect love. I want to have more abundance. I want more money. I want the perfect job, etc." And I try to rephrase it and say, I allow myself to receive love. I allow myself to receive unlimited abundance. I allow myself. So allowing is key. And I'm glad you raised that. And I would hope that your readers, I mean, your listeners out there can really get that because it's an important point. It truly is. It truly is. You have to open yourself up in order to be able to receive. If you're continually closing that door, nobody can come in. 
it's the same thing as, as that connection that we talked about on Zoom versus the physical connection that we missed in the pandemic, that isolation that we took ourselves on. So, you know, it's really funny. I worked in distance education back in its infancy in the late 90s, early 2000s, and we dreamt of Zoom. We manifested this Zoom thing. <laughs> I remember when the pandemic started and I thought, well, you know, how do I connect to people? Okay, we've got Google. There's got to be people out there that are doing the same thing. You know, we've got, you know, all these people that are, are in the same boat, basically. And so here came Zoom. And here's this beautiful program where I can see you and you can see me. And we can connect just as if we were sitting across from each other having coffee. That's so true. What an absolute gift that that has been. Even in being able to podcast, we're having trouble with what I normally use for podcasting, which is Riverside this morning, and not being able to connect that way. And yet here we come right back to this old way of doing things. <laughs> And still be able to have time with each other and to be able to talk about all of these really important issues that are happening today and what we find to be kind of the opening of that door. Well, I would love to share with you and your listeners what I think the energies are of these times because people have become unbalanced, um, not everyone, but they're is an intensity to the energies and frequencies on the planet right now. And these energies, even astrologically, that are propelling us into great change. And we see this disturbance all over our globe. And it's really moving to disassemble old structures inside in the micro and outside in the macro. And it's forcing us to awaken, or at least calling people to wake up because we have to evolve as humans and the earth is going to evolve. So for a lot of people, and I know for my clients, there's a lot of instability. People are experiencing, as I just, as I said earlier, all these light frequencies and energies that are coming into our planet are coming into our bodies and it's changing us on the cellular level. It's changing our DNA, it's changing our brain, it's changing who we are as humans, but divine beings in human form. And we're here to reclaim our divinity on earth. And anything that stands in the way, all the old things that we talked about, the shame and the blame and the sadness and the anger, all of these have to be released. So as these light energies and frequencies come into our body, it's bringing up the shadow. And for people that haven't really awakened or aren't aware of what's happening, it can cause a disequilibrium and cause an irritability and anxiousness, a fearfulness. And of course, we have all the messages in the media, which are fear based. And not to mention, we've got you know viruses raging, and that causes more fear. And that holds people back. It holds people back from reclaiming their divinity, reclaiming their God given gifts, the blessings of the universe, and the ability to be sovereign divine beings. So my message would be for people to start awakening and pay attention to how you feel. And there are if there's irritability, anxiousness, you might be feeling it in your own body and to get help with 
from a qualified energy practitioner or a spiritual teacher or your, you know, a podcast or therapy, but also know that you might be picking up things on the macro level too in the collective. But this is a time for people to really wake up and do your work and you'll receive so many benefits from it because we're here to evolve. Absolutely. I had cancer in 2020 as well as, as you know, the whole pandemic thing. There was a moment in time I had some allergic reactions to pain medications back when I was going through all of the trauma and whatnot with the fall that I had in 2013. And so I died four times. I was had to be resuscitated and, and my, you know, everything shut down. So when I had cancer in 2020, there was a brief moment in time when my body shut down because I was not eating, I was not drinking and it just, nothing was working. So I ended up having to have a feeding tube. But at that moment, there was a real understanding and a connection to how absolutely precious life is. This life in this body at this time. I call it, you know, having a conversation with death and leaving death wanting. (laughs) Because it just, I was not going. But when I came to a place that I was able to kind of rethink my life, I guess, I realized that it wasn't about me. They didn't put me through these challenges because of me. It was because of what my message needed to be, that I needed to start using my voice and start helping people awaken so that they could evolve to where they need to be in this life in order to move the world, the people, the humanity, and the earth forward. There's just this energy that is flowing through us, and we don't have to go through challenges in order to awaken. I had to because I'm hard-headed, but not everybody has to be. We can do this, like you said, by reaching out to those spiritual leaders, reaching out to the professional therapists, reaching out to energy healers. There's so many of us that are coming together and finding our place that we're here to help and assist others in moving in the direction that they need to be going in. It's just really so exciting. And I am so amazed that I guess the amazement comes in this just absolute endless love that is available just by reaching for it. We don't even have to ask for it. We just have to reach for it. You're a light worker and you're a way shower. So you're ahead of many people and you're one of the ones in the front lines here to help awaken people, shining your light big and broad. Because humanity, as a collective, we all need to wake up to what we really are doing here. And the predominant energy that we need to be experiencing and sending out is that of love, unconditional love, compassion, and to stay out of judgment. You know, we've become so divisive as a nation. And of course, we see it around the globe as well. But here in the United States, there is just such a divisiveness among people And we need to learn to respect other people's values and their decisions without turning it into hatred and judgment. Right? My kids and I, we come from different sides. 
especially my oldest and my youngest. It's really kind of interesting. My middle one is, is very much like me, but my other two are on the exact opposite end of the spectrum. And they have really taught me a lot about not judging other people. Helped me to understand that just because you don't believe the way that I do doesn't mean that your way is wrong. It is just a different journey. You know, we're all going to the same place. We're just going sometimes in different ways. And that, that's the adventure of life. I have this visual in my head, and it's been there forever, that we're all here to climb the same mountain. And some people will go straight up running, and some people are going to go around and around. Some people will go through the switchbacks. Some will rest on a shelf. Some might be down at the bottom just pondering, which way am I going to go up? But we're all going to the same place, and it's home. Right. Take different routes. We go at different speeds, and it's all fine. Because each individual has their own soul's journey, and we have to be respectful and honoring of that journey for everyone, no matter what. Exactly. Your choice, no matter what that choice is, you should have a right to that because it's your choice as a person, as a human. And I must, for me, make my choice, and you, for you, make your choice. And therein lies the respect for each other. Absolutely. It's such a neat circle and the energy and how it really does maneuver around each of us in this strand of weird. And I love the fact that the journey can be different because that makes life really more about play than about what way you go up that mountain. And I love that visual. That's just an awesome visual. <laughs> you know, I can, I can so see that. Okay, so I'm climbing this way, or maybe I'm using a line and rock climbing, or I'm, you know, hiking, or <laughs> you know, it's all the different journey, but going to the same place. Yeah. So what drew you to the shamic path? Oh, I was dragged kicking and screaming. <laughs> I was not drawn to it. I was not interested in it. I had no desire to ever do this kind of work, ever. I was in politics in California for 16 and a half years. Yes, everything from being a contract lobbyist, representing a wide variety of clients, and also being a staff person in the state legislature, and also as the Western Regional Director for U.S. Sprint when they began their fiber optic network. But during those times, I began to see spirits. They would come to me. And the first being that appeared to me, and I love telling this, is an angel with red hair. Now, I had just gone to bed. I'm in California working in the political, the legislative political arena, and I had just gone to bed and this angel appeared at the foot of my bed. And I knew it was an angel, even though she didn't have wings, but she had red, red hair and blue eyes and creamy, milky skin. And she was just standing at the foot of my bed. And I didn't have my Claire audience then, so I didn't really hear anything. But I actually poked my eyes. I was doing this to see, am I dreaming? I had just gone to bed. 
And I, I wanted to know, am I awake or am I dreaming? And I kept doing this and I was definitely awake and she just was there. And then after, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe she disappeared. And I thought, huh. And three weeks later, I was in Washington, D.C., and I was working for U.S. Sprint at the time, and I was in Washington, D.C. Maybe I had gone there a day early and went, popped into Georgetown and went to some art galleries. So the very first art gallery that I walked into, I saw a painting of an angel with red hair and wings. And I bought that angel, and she still is in my bedroom. She's hanging in my bedroom. has been with me for all this time. And I knew that that was the universe's way of saying that what you saw was an actual visitation. You didn't make it up. You're not crazy. So that was the beginning of my sight opening and it continued. So I did not want to do this work <laughs> seriously. And then what happened, um, because I was in the political field, I also began to see some of the darker spirits and that I didn't like that. It was a little bit scary. So then my then husband and our newborn baby, we decided to move to Santa Fe. And I had spent 16 and a half years in the political field and I felt it was just sort of squeezing my soul. And I didn't, I was done with it. Plus I was seeing the spirits and I didn't like that. So we moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico and the great cosmic joke was on me because Santa Fe is the wrong place to come if you wanna stop seeing spirits, right? And then the floodgates opened Oh my God, I, I went back to school to get a master's in counseling and I would ancestors would appear to me in the classroom and start talking to me. And then crazy things would happen. Like I could see like almost an x-ray machine inside someone's body and I could see what was lodged in the body where a blockage was. Wow. Yeah, I really didn't want to do this. <laughs> but spirit wasn't going to let me say no. And now I love what I do. I love being in service. And I really believe that true healing, we need to incorporate things in the unseen world. That This work is not in lieu of medical attention or psychiatric care or mental health care. But it's, I think, an important component to it, to our overall health and mental health well-being. So yeah, that's a long-winded way of saying, no, I wasn't attracted. I didn't want to be a shaman. I did not want to be considered a kook. Right? <laughs> really organically developed. And I, I couldn't stop the seeing. And information, I started channeling and didn't even know it. You know, information will come out of me in a client session after I got my therapy license. And I didn't know where it came from. I didn't have a concept for channeling. I was receiving information and had no idea. Whoa, how did I know that? Whoa. That's amazing. Yeah, I've had some out-of-body experiences that are mind-blowing for me prior to having cancer. In 2020, it was August, and um, I was diagnosed in September. I was just sitting at my desk doing some stuff. I don't even remember what I was working on, to be honest, and I was transported by what I considered spirits and and I was taken to what to the shores of what I call the ocean of life and was really shown that this whole well of love was always available to us and, and literally could reach out and touch it all you had to do was ask and it was amazing it opened up just this whole other realm that then I started writing a book called I think I found God holy shit because I was not into religion at all, never have been. 
it's kind of just sitting on the back burner at this point. And it sits there and it just is this beautiful reminder to me every day to appreciate waking up. I thank the universe every day for the fact that I'm awake and I get to play again in this thing we call life. And I am so blessed and grateful for the chance to wake up again. And I am really, I can't even think of the word that I want to use right now, but just so connected to what you mean by seeing the angel and then having that gift that the universe gave you saying that you're not a kook. Because believe me, that was the first thing that I thought of when I came back from that was, okay, don't tell anybody that. (laughs) Don't ever say anything about that. We're going to just leave that there and go on about our lives. And then the cancer hit and it was, oh, now I understand. Now I get it, what I need to do and sharing that experience and the fact that that love really is all. And I think that what you tapped into was the infinite source of healing. And you were shown that and everyone, it's everyone's right to have access to that. We all have access to it. And I do believe that the human body is capable of healing anything and everything. And no accident, you were shown that right before you got cancer, because you were shown this is the ticket to your healing, too. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I came out of that, and I'm better than I have ever been. And prior to the physical accident in 2013, I've gone from being in a wheelchair to now (laughs) doing yoga and standing, almost standing on my shoulders. So... It's amazing what you can do if you allow your body the right to do it, the choice to do it. And to believe. Yeah. You're a divine being in human form, and there is no limit as to the happiness and joy and well-being and abundance that we're all entitled to. Right. So true. I wrote a chapter in a book called The Book on Joy, and that is one of my signature speeches that I give is joy in the quagmire. No matter where you are, no matter what is going on around you, it's not at you, it's for you. And you can find joy in that. You can find that reason to be happy, to revel in the fact, again, that you're alive and that this life is so valuable and precious and you can give that to someone else. I had someone ask me one time, it was one of the therapists that I was working with, physical therapists, and they're like, you're always smiling. You're in all this pain, but you're always smiling. And I'm like, but it, it's not your pain. It's mine. You know, I don't need to take that and make you miserable because I have pain. My pain is mine. And that gives me the ability to be joyful because it's mine. I own it. You radiate joy. You really do. You radiate joy. You radiate a lot of light. Thank you. I appreciate that. I do. And, you know, joy is one of the highest vibrations we could have. It's right underneath enlightenment. If you've ever read the book, Power Versus Force, the author, David Hawkins, 
he had a way, a method of calibrating and measuring consciousness from zero to 700. And 700 is enlightenment, but underneath enlightenment, the highest vibrational frequency, according to him, is joy. Most people would think it's love, but it's joy. And what would you imagine the very lowest vibrational emotion is? Hmm. I don't remember what the lowest one was. No, it's not sadness. And most people would think it's anger, but it's shame. Shame. Of course it's shame. Of course that's shame. Yeah. Yeah. Shame. It. Oh, gosh. Shame is one of the most powerful. And then jealousy. Jealousy is another one of those that is so powerful in how you view and take responsibility for life. But shame is... It's a tough one. And guilt. The guilt. Well, guilt comes from that shame. Yeah. Yeah. I When I was, um, I was 26 and had to make the choice to give up custody of my kids, the shame that I felt as a woman for years was absolutely my driving force. And you knew the minutes, you know, you would be talking about, oh, I have kids and this and that. And they would say, oh, where are they? And you'd have to stay there with their dad. That look, that look just was devastating. And you know, when I look back at it now, I don't know that the look came from anyone else but myself. Of course, yeah. We shame ourselves more than anybody else. Right. And it all comes from judgment. Yep. And it weighs us down. It holds us back, keeps you from your divinity, from self-love. It's a lower vibration and it's like being in bondage. It is. It completely is because you take, you judge every action from that as to how you're going to then respond to whatever is going on. Yeah, if you're coming from that kind of a vibration, there's no way that you can respond with anything other than more judgment. And we are here to evolve. We are here to release those chains that have been binding us for eons and eons. We're really here to claim our divinity, to move forward into consciousness. Yeah. When you say 26,000 years, that we are clearing. Not clearing, we're at the end of a 26,000 year cycle. Okay, what does that mean? In the stage that we're in, it's the stage that we're in in this planet is one of clearing and cleansing so that we can move forward. You know, we've all been hearing about the age of Aquarius. We are moving into the age of Aquarius, which will be more universal love. And without the darkness that we've been in for all these eons, these years and years, because the dark has been ruling the planet for eons. And now it's time for the light to come in. So I'm curious about that. I was reading something that the age we were in was the age of Pisces. Is that correct? So I'm a Pisces. And I, oh, I know. So I was like, well, going, wait a minute. Tell me a little bit more about that. Why would that be darkness versus Aquarius being lightness? I'm not an astrologer, but you know, the energy of Pisces doesn't mean 
darkness. I have a Pisces moon <laughs> and Pisces are very sensitive and it means that you not only feel you, but you feel everybody. everybody. Yes. So it's better to think of it as the earth moves in cycles and the Mayan calendar ended it in 2012. I know I had a party. The Jewish calendar ended at 2012 because it was like the end of a cycle, a period, and the beginning of moving into unknown. But the unknown is what we're creating right now. This is the light is coming in to reshape humankind and the earth herself. We are evolving. This is part of the evolution of this planet earth and humankind ever since the very beginning. That's why it's so critical and so pivotal. That's amazing. It finally dawned on me. I've been saying since 2013 when I fell that I was knocked down by the universe because what I was doing was not what they had told me that I needed to do. And I was ignoring them. And, you know, so they just knocked my ass on the ground. Yeah. But I had never put it together with the whole change from 2012, 2013, I got knocked down. My whole entire world changed and why direction of what I needed to do changed. Wow, that's pretty powerful. Thank you. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was a, an aha moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we're always being given signs and symbols and indications and it's out there in the field. And if we don't pay attention, it gets louder and louder. And if we do really don't pay attention, kapow, we do get knocked down. As I said, I didn't have a choice of moving into becoming a shaman and a healer. There was no choice. I mean, spirit would have cut me off at my knees and I would have been crawling around the rest of my life. Seriously. So we don't have a choice, right? Right? No choice at all. When we're destined, I mean, of course, human beings always have choice, but when there's a destiny, when spirit really wants something for us and then our soul wants it. In fact, it's the battle between the soul and the will. The free will and the personality says, no, I don't want to do that. And the soul in conjunction with spirit saying, yes, you will. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was in my spiritual waking happened back in the early 90s when I was in Florida for the first time and I went through Hurricane Andrew and it literally was this huge awakening of sight and sound and the world around me and life and all of these things. And then I moved to Miami and I met some of the most amazing spiritual mentors that I could have possibly come across in just the most divine way. And then I moved back to Ohio where I was living a life that that was not where I needed to be, but I needed to be there for the time that I was there. And there were some really great things. I met my wife and, you know, I was with my children more and it was amazing, but not where spirit wanted me to be or needed me to be. It was just all of these things that lined up and if I had been paying attention and not fighting it, <laughs> I would not have had to go through some of the challenges and lessons. However, being the way that spirit is and 
teaching us the things that we need so that we can then help those who are going through some of the same things because we're coming from that place of knowledge. We're coming from that place of knowing. It makes all of those things, all of those what we call bad times, worth every penny, worth every instance, because that's that's why we came. I truly believe that we are spirit going through what I call a library. I've been told it's called the Akashic Records. I don't know a lot about that, but I have done a little bit of research. But anyway, for me, it's a visualization of going to the library. And I go in and I go, oh, that's the challenge I want. Oh, I want those people in my life. Oh, wait a minute. I want this challenge too. Oh, look, this looks like fun. Let's do this one too. You know, and so we pick and choose and I'm going through with this grocery cart because, you know, I want to fill it. I don't want just to carry it in my arms. I like lots of stuff to do. So I come through this because that's what my soul wanted in order to pass on to the other souls who are evolving. This life is just, it's such an adventure. It really is. A lot of ups and downs. Yep, absolutely. And a lot of incredible learning and growing. But it is exciting. It's such an exciting time to be alive. Not easy, but it's exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yep. And it's so absolutely awesome to meet people along this path that I connect to and that can share that same energy so that we can then take those two energies together to pass on to more people because the more that we come together, the more energy that we have the ability to play with. Well, it's absolutely true. And the more we heal ourselves, the more we are helping to heal the entire planet because we are all connected. And I know it sounds trite and there are a lot of people that you know, talk about the oneness, but it's absolutely true. We are all interconnected. Every single molecule on this earth is connected. We are connected with the plant and the animal kingdom, the mineral kingdom, the four-leggeds, the winged ones, the beings of the waters, the earth herself. So each time we do our healing, it sends an energetic frequency and vibration out that helps the earth and everything on it to heal too. It does. It so does. And I have to tell you this, while you were talking about the oneness, the light caught your necklace and it just shined a light from top to bottom. It was so amazing to see. Spirit at work, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Robin, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. This has been absolutely awesome. And I know my audience is just going to be ecstatic to hear this. Thank you. And it's great to see you again and see your light and your effervescent shine. And thanks for the work that you're doing on the planet. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate you thanking me. <laughs> and and I think I need your nail polish. It matches my shirt. It does, doesn't I it? Know. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I had that color on yesterday. So... <laughs> Okay, well, much love to you and to all of your um, viewers. Yes, talk to you soon. Okay, take care. 
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Roar with Sparks. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, rate, review, subscribe on your favorite podcast player. We can be reached at www.wrarinc.com. Thank you again, and we can't wait to see you here next week. How loud is your roar?